Wanella McKenzie is a finalist of the Telstra National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art Awards this year. The Adyamatna and Literature woman sold her first piece of art when she was just 12 years old. Her artwork in the Telstra Awards is called Hold Me, and it honours five generations of women, from her great-grandmother through to her daughters. I spoke to Wanella about Hold Me and why the process of making her art is just as important as the finished product. I think for me, this story is important because it's a part of who I am. Um, It's a part of where I'm from and, you know, where I'm going. So um, for me, my great-grandmother, Indulgulta, my nana, Molly Lennon, also known as Ruth McKenzie, my mum, Regina McKenzie, myself and my three daughters, Nala, Nyan and Nindika. Um, this piece is a metaphor of a kulaman or a mimple, um, which is a curry dish used to hold things. So it's woven in your feathers, a recycled dress hemline and human hair from my head, mum's head and each of my children. Um, it's a very personal piece. Um, but also a piece about the connection that we share through that woman's line and the, the fact that, you know, women are all vessels of life, knowledge and power, and we pass this on to the next generation. I come from a strong woman. I believe I am a strong woman, um, and I'm so proud of my daughters, you know, and the strong women that they're becoming. Um, and I've been doing a lot of research about my nana lately, Um, speaking with my mum, my family, and also like going through, going through my own memories as well about my grandmother, like in my research that I've been doing. And so, you know, my grandmother, she was a a stolen generation in the early 1920s, but I wanted to focus on how she overcame all of that, um, how she overcame all of that trauma um, and she went on to, you know, be married and have 13 children that she raised as well as many grandchildren. Um, and she helped to raise me as my mum was a single mum. And I wanted to focus on that strength and resilience that she had developed um, and passed on to all of us. So this piece that I've created, it's holding all of that. And what I'm wanting is for people to look at that and to think about where they come from, where they're going to, and the line of women that they come from. I've become really curious over the past, maybe curious isn't the word, I've become really interested over the past year or so in this idea of archives and the way that they function and don't function around what we, what we can learn about our family and what we want to learn about our family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like the recorded history as well, and I mean it's evident in, in my grandmother's book, the Molly Lennon story, that's how it was. Um, a lot of the information they was made to take out because it didn't fit in with, you know, I suppose you could say the government, uh, what they wanted themselves to look like at that time. Um, And so a lot of that history was left out and that was things that I would watch my grandmother cry about Um, or, you know, the fact that her bones and things were aching because she was a a slave as a child. 
um, which is also documented in that book, Working at Parachilna. Um, so there's a lot of details that is left out of those archives, and I think that was to protect the image of those involved at the time. But then the beauty of our culture um, is the oral history. And whether it's good or bad, that is history is passed on. And I think, um, you know, like with this piece, my grandmother told me a story about how her mum um, was actually murdered. She was burnt. But as she laid there um, taking her final breaths, my nana ran over to her and she told the other person, Maramuka, who was her um, who was my great-grandmother's husband, she said to Maramuka, no, leave her, I want to hold her. And she held my nana. And when my nana woke up, she was gone, but it was because she, she'd passed on, she'd, you know, had been buried. But that hold and that kiss and that love that she felt from her, her mother as she passed away, that carried her up until her final day on this earth, that love that her mother showed her was the love that she showed us and that love still lives on and it lives on through her descendants. And, you know, that's something that it, it is, a, it's an oral history that's passed down and it's a very sad thing but I look at the beauty and the strength and that helps me when I'm feeling very down or something bad's happened and I go oh my goodness you know how am I going to get through this day or what just happened really upset me and I think back to my nana overcame so many things you know um and her mum living out in the desert overcame so many things and look at the example that they have set and my mum you know a strong single mother but still so strong in her culture and had the odds against her and you know, she took on the, the nuclear waste dump in our country, in Ajumatna country, and she won, you know, that's not built there in our sacred site because of the strong women that stood up for that. And I just, I'm in admiration of, of them and, and the power that they hold and their confidence that they hold within themselves and, and how they speak up and you know, I really want to to capture just a small capture of of that story through this piece. Hold me, because it holds so many stories, so many memories, so much for me and my family. And yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do. I do want to ask you about the materials that you've used because these are incredibly personal materials. Can you tell me about that? Each material that I use represents the generations and so with my great-grandmother she's represented through the piece using the woven emu feathers. For my grandmother I use the hemline of her favourite dress and I have many memories of her wearing this dress um, and I learned a lot from her while she was wearing that dress. I've used one of her favourite hankies a hanky that she used to wipe tears from my face and not. <laughs> um, and then I watched her carry at church. I've used my mother's hair, which is 
stained white. Um, she's gone grey. And I just think what a privilege, you know, the fact that our people don't live as long as others. And my mum is now a beautiful elder and um, I'm really proud of that white hair. And I say to her, please don't dye it. I just love the way it looks. <laughs> um, and then I've used my own hair um, and also the hair of my three daughters. So they were very generous <laughs> when I approached them and said, please, can I have some hair? And my mum was looking at me funny and she goes, what's it for? <laughs> and I said, it's for art. She goes, okay. She put her head straight down and she gave me, she gave me some pieces. So, you know, there's little patches now. I've done it though where you can't see the hair. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um but, you know, to then bring that all in as one and then the woven emu feathers are scattered throughout the piece because that's how the DNA is. You know, there's this five generations, but we all carry a piece of each other as we keep moving on. And I wanted to capture that snapshot of, of our stories as, as the five generations and how we come together. And, you know, I was thinking about in future, I'll have little grandbabies as well, and we might be able to add to this piece in the future. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really lovely to sit down and make this piece in the comfort um, of their presence and, you know, have have those yarns over the top too because I think, you know, the piece itself is significant, but the conversations that you have over the top of the art pieces is also really important. Um, and to have that yarn with mum and my daughters present and talk about my great-grandmother and my grandmother because they're not here um, was a really beautiful and moving thing. And, you know, mum and I was crying and... Um, I said to mum, you know, some of those tears fell on those feathers and that's okay because that's part of our story. I mean, it, it makes it sound like um, for you the, the act of not just making a piece but also collecting the material for the piece is as much part of the work as, you know, as that finished product. Is that yeah. right? There's a lot of thought that goes into my work um, and I think the the foundation of my work is cultural continuation um, and to share that story, you know, with my kids and, and with the younger generation of our community. But those feathers that were gathered by my, my husband and my uncle, so, you know, very family-orientated, so grateful for my family, so privileged that we um, have as much as we do. And I think it's really important to hold on very tightly um, to that and ensure that what we have left gets passed on. Um, and I really enjoy it. It was something I picked up during um, my breaking ground research was my love for the research um, behind the piece and, you know, finding out all those little bits of information and going around to different people and yarning to them um, about things and finding that connection. I think after COVID as well, like after the pandemic hit, just that interaction with others is really important because when that stopped, 
a lot of that passing on of knowledge also halted and we lost some people and um, that was scary in itself too, you know. So I think now that we're opening back up, everyone's getting back together and and all of that can continue on, it's really um, important to do and that's a big part of my art practice and the direction that I'm moving in um, with all the stuff that I'm looking into and and have planned in the pipeline, but also for this piece was part of that process. Artist Winella McKenzie there. You can see both Hold Me and Tugai at the Telstra Nazia exhibition at the Museum and Art Gallery Northern Territory in Darwin. It's on from the 6th of August to the 15th of January 2023.